Hey y'all, this is Lyric and Kim, and this is our very first episode of Frozen Walls. So we want to let you all know who you're going to be listening to every month or so. Um, I am Lyric, and I'm a spoken word poet. I'm a community organizer, and I am... I'm a friend. You are a friend. Thanks. You're an awesome friend. Thank you. You're an awesome friend. You know, I, I love it. I love it. I love that um, we kind of connected to do this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is a fun project for us. Um, Kim, you all. And um, like Joan said, you know, we are friends. So, you know, I can, I'm, I'm going to steal that from you. Okay. That we are friends. And I'm a, a wife and a mom with uh, we two little ones married for six years, yes. you know, going on six years. So, got a little bit of time in the game. Yes, I'm still <laughs> asking brothers what their favorite color is. So, amen, amen. Okay. Why are you asking what their favorite color is? I mean, is? you know how you get to know somebody and what's your name, where you from, what's your favorite color. They only really get to... The favorite color, so that's where. Anyway, oh, congratulations. congratulations. So, like, uh, one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast in the first place is just because, um, you know, we are young, professional, beautiful, yes. talented, mm-hmm. smart. We can keep this going all day. We are all of these things mm-hmm. as black women yes. in a professional work setting, mm-hmm. um, dealing with all kinds of people, bringing our realness and our blackness to the table. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we thought it'd be good if we could just share our perspective on that, you know, mm-hmm. what it's like to be in that setting and, um, you know, to be who we are. Right. Because there are so many amazing podcasts out there that I know I listen to and we wanted to speak with the women who are in this professional workspace, who have natural hair, you know, hence the title, right. Frozen Woes. The pros. And... Also, who are just human, who have a chance to just be human because oh, yeah. we we know that we have to put on a certain image in the workplace. But it's okay to love your work, love your professional career. We in the South love Jesus. Right. Um, but also love the turn up. Like, you know, right. we, we have... Um, a unique perspective on so many things that are that happening true. and but I don't feel like we're the only people who love work and love Jesus and love the turn up you know there, there, not. there are so many other women out there there's an audience out there there's you know? an audience out there so we want to reach that audience and we yeah. want to let you all know that we're with you yes we are we're with you and and I, I said women I said ladies I use those terms a lot but it's not just about the ladies, you know, there are men who are natural in yes. the workplace. We're going to get to my fascination with these brothers with beards <laughs> in the workplace. Yeah. Because they're, they're, uh, they're the coming through. The beards or the locks. The beards or the locks. That you may know. be a topic in itself. We may just hey. have a whole episode for brothers with beards and beards locks. And locks. Mm. All right. Frozen woes, beards and, and locks. Yeah. If anybody wants to steal that title, just. Just give us credit, you know. Yeah, I and a little like, bit of money too, you know. Just a little, just bit. a little bit, but I feel like that's a dope title. Anyway, <laughs> well, that's well a little bit about why we're starting a podcast. Before we get into before we get into the episode, I think it's important that we always are doing a pulse check, right? Oh so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Instead of just, you know, oh, I'm feeling good. We're doing all right. Mm-hmm. We're doing good. It's so easy to say it. It's though. so easy to say it. My mama said, 
if somebody asks you how you're feeling and you really tell them, they're going to stop asking you. Mm-hmm. So I've learned. I've learned my lesson, but, um, <laughs> you know, but with that said, you know, I'm genuinely interested in how you feeling today, but not just the, I'm fine. I'm good. Right. Or on a scale from one to 10, we're going to go with, how are you feeling on a scale from clear mm-hmm. to black? Mm. Today I am ebony black. Ooh, girl. Oh, you know, I feel like. I feel like 1970s black, mm. like Afro strong, fists in the air. All right now. Know. All right now. Like my black is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm black and I'm very mm. loud. Mm. I'm feeling like, you know, just beautiful, dark skin. Yes. Just, Amen. You know. And, you know. All right. So, yeah, I mean. I'm here for <laughs> Ebony Black. I'm completely here for Ebony Black. How am I feeling? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm feeling fuchsia pink. I wish y'all could see Jones Mills. We'd have to like take a picture of this of this perfection that she did in seven minutes. <laughs> Listen, this seven minute struggle was was real, but where there's a will, there's a way. Yes. So um anyway, y'all. So Kim is talking about my nails that I did this morning because I have this new agreement with God that I'm not gonna walk out the house looking raggedy. <laughs> and I've decided that how I present myself as a vessel of the most high yes is very important to me you know yes. i'm 26 and i i think it's important to walk out the house and be very proud of my nails my hair the basics right so i had black nail polish on and they were chipping and i know i would judge anybody else <laughs> who i was sitting next to who had chipped black nail polish so I decided that I was going to remove this real quick and then do my nails because I'm a vessel of God. You and know, yes, our bodies are his temple. Right? They are. So we have to treat them like that. You don't, you don't treat a temple mm-hmm. any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? You you give it the utmost care mm-hmm. and respect and treatment. You come out the house, you're looking flawless. You woke up like this. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So for all of those reasons, mm-hmm. I'm feeling fuchsia pink. Because Listen. I feel like I woke up like this. Girl. I, anyway. Yes. So <laughs> nice and vibrant, y'all. I, I we really need to take a picture of that because that is. I thought you went to nail. Ooh, you went to the nail salon. Don't hide me up. Listen, don't hide me up. We need to go and make you get your license so you can just oh, be. See, you know, I'm a so cosmetology can... school dropout, but that's that's for another hey, episode. No, 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 no. Anyway. You got the, you got some credits. You know some of what you're doing. That's just right. Okay. Well, so, so yeah, so you're feeling ebony black. I'm feeling fuchsia pink. And that's a perfect segue into our gem of the week. You know, I think it's always important that we're giving each other tips on how we can perfect this black girl magic. Oh, yes. It's a science. It is a science. It's It's an art, too. It's an art and a science. science. Amen. You don't see that often. One, <laughs> one, you know, amalgamation. <laughs> All right. So, Kim, I want to know what gym you would provide for the ladies or the fellas or our audience this week. So, this can be anything from hair products skin products, restaurants, money-saving tips. What contributed to your magic as a black person today or this week? <laughs> you just going to share that gem for me. So this week, and don't judge me because this is going to be like 
real deal ratchet. We talk oh, about hair and temple and making sure everything is in its place. And my gem for this week is the black satin bonnet. Mm. The real deal black satin bonnet. Listen. Because at night, you know, when you go to sleep, I don't I don't have, you know, satin pillowcases. I ain't that's too hot for me. I, I can't do the satin pillowcases. Mm-hmm. I know they say, you know, black girls supposed to sleep at night. That's that's just not me. Mm-hmm. So I have a nice black elastic. Mm-hmm. That elasticity is the key. It will save your life. It keeps it keeps everything just up and in, like. Yes. And then you you get up the next morning and you pull that that satin cap off and your hair just falls, and it's just and all of it shining. Y'all, y'all gotta see Kim Glory. right now. I wish we were recording this, you know, the visual because she's taking us all through Listen, all the motions. I'm here see, for it. See, we got braids, so you know we put that up and then we come take it down, and it's just. That's tell people we got braids. It's frozen. Whoa. Well. Listen, no, you see, t- listen, mm-hmm. let me tell y'all. All right. It is the summertime in Jacksonville, Florida. The humidity is real. My fro ain't going to take you. I'm just going to be honest the with you. The heat is oppressive. Yeah. Is <laughs> right. Oppressive. Right. The heat is real. And so, in order to protect this mane, you know, my crown of glory, I need some braids. Listen, I ain't mad at you. Clearly. <laughs> right. Clearly. As you sit next to me with your braids. <laughs> That you wrapped in your bonnet Listen, last night. That I, you know, I wrapped, I wrapped them up. All right, right. So that's a good gym. Yeah. So, right. so what? I mean, what? What's your, what's your, what's your black girl magic tip gym for this week for us? So I have been put on to Todrick Hall. Todrick Hall. This week, um, and he has one song on his visual album now CD that's on title because we support Black businesses around here. That's know. about to get bought out by Apple, but, but you know we'll, you know, we'll talk but, about that later. Oh, all right, that's, all right. <laughs> you know all the right. deal, but for, now, but for now, yes. Um, so the gym on this album that has brought me life these past couple of days has been a song called "I'm Just Gonna Play It for Y'all." Now if you think I'm some sideline type chick. Think the guy's gonna tell me lies, best recognize real quick, bitch. You got the wrong bitch, bitch. You got the wrong bitch. You got the wrong, wrong bitch. If you think I'm gonna say that, that me, this is real. I'm here for the real. So, y'all, this is my gem for the week because no matter what's been going on in this world, no matter what's been going on at work or in my life, I sometimes just need to sit back and listen to this song and be reminded. You got the wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh! I wish y'all could have saw this hair flip you know, just now. Listen, it, it's it's important to remind people. Like, so here's the thing: I get that I'm a pretty uh, jovial person. I have a you know I have high spirits most of the time, but there are some times where I just want to remind people: you got the wrong. <laughs> like, so Todrick he captured all of my black girl magic in that song and i appreciate my friend for putting me onto it because now shout i'm going friend. to see shout out friend because i'm actually going to see Tadra two weeks from now i'm going to see him at he's coming to the florida theater all right and that's an event it is an event and um look out go to his website todrickhall.com go to his website and support he may be coming to a city near you if he's coming to jacksonville he's probably coming to a city near you <laughs> right so, um go check him out and check out the song check out the cd check out title these next couple of weeks while jay-z is still you know involved but um 
Yeah. So that's that my is, gem. That is awesome. That is so awesome. You got the wrong. You got <laughs> I mean, so speaking of like having the wrong bitch, Ooh. you know, mm-hmm. we, we can take this time to highlight, you know, either our, our woes or our woes. So, you know, right. if somebody got the wrong bitch, they probably going to have some woes. I mean, it's like, yeah. let's, let's highlight the right bitch. <laughs> let's highlight the, the wrong, wrong bitch. Right. So, um, I'd like to, I'd like to highlight the right bitch. (laughs) My, my best friend has decided to give Jacksonville a shot, give Jacksonville a chance. So she's here. Dope best friend. That's my best friend. That's my best friend. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so she is definitely my whoa of the week. And, um, it's just always interesting to me to have a new yorker see jacksonville from their perspective like she definitely still has her accent it's not going anywhere (laughs) she's hot as hell so she refuses to come outside she's like so why doesn't it get why doesn't it get cold at night like why why is this heat oppressive from sun up to sun down and then i told her oh we should go for a walk because it's only going to be 90 degrees on friday she said only only she and she meant that from like the depths of her soul no, like she, she didn't understand mm. right so mm. that's what's up right. so the well i want to highlight today is my mama because my mama yes is, mama yes i love my mama to pieces and i will tell y'all so little sidebar next week is my family reunion. So we're going to go to Atlanta. Kim has been putting in all this work. Oh all my gosh. Work. Two years worth of work. My goodness. But we've been doing this. We've been planning this whole thing. And I tell you, I talk to my mom all day, every day about everything. Mama, this ain't working right. Please help me, mama. Mm-hmm. And she was like, all right, baby. It's going to be all right. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. And so, like, she just always has my back, like, no matter what. It makes me think about this song by Bruno Mars, which is an awesome song. I love Bruno Mars. Okay. But the song um, says, you can count on me, like, one, two, three, and I'll be there. And that's, that's my mommy. Mm-hmm. And I remember when after this, this is going off on a tangent, but this mm-hmm. is why she's my wolf still. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I had my son, which is my oldest, and, like, I was struggling because it was hard. It was like, man, I got a kid. This is hard. I wasn't expecting it to be this hard. She, um, like, she was there, like, literally holding my hand, helping me get through it, doing stuff I couldn't do. So, like, I love that woman forever. Yes, that is mama. my heart. So, that is my whoa. All right. Yes, so <laughs> All right. So, now we are going to get into our segment where we ask our listeners to share with us something that they're going through and something that they want advice on and this is our don't let it out moment you know if somebody if one of our friends is having a a bad day or they may be going through something that's just a natural response don't let it out girl don't let it out right so (laughs) this week i'll share with you one letter that we received so this is listener one lyric and kim I wanted to write to you ladies in the wake of all that's happening to share an experience I had recently and see how you ladies would have handled the situation. I was driving along Atlantic this week and I was behind an officer. Yeah, those officers stay on Atlantic. Okay. (laughs) A few blocks later, 
He slowed down and then I noticed he was behind me. Before I knew it, his light started flashing and all I could think was, oh Lord, that's what she put y'all, oh, oh Lord. <laughs> he got out of the car and said, hey sweetie, how are you dealing with this heat? I told him I was just trying to stay cool. He proceeded to let me know that he pulled me over because I was going five miles over the speed limit and he noticed it when he slowed down and I ended up in front of him. Ladies, I kept my cool. He said he was going to let me go, but that he just wanted me to be aware. I want to know how you two would have handled that situation. Sincerely, old enough to be y'all's mamas, but I'm <laughs> looking forward to hearing your show on the regular. Yeah, I'm not old enough to be our mamas, but we're realistic. You are all, all of that. that. All of that. All of that. All right, so... How would we have handled that? Kim, I'll let you take a stab at it first. Okay. Well, for me, the first thing was, I think because of everything that's going on, especially as of late with the police and how they're treating black people or people of color and all this, I think the initial knee-jerk reaction would have been to be on the defense. Um, especially, number one, when he approached you like, hey, sweetie, because it's like, Hold on, you don't know me. Right. Don't address me as such. Mm -hmm. You can say hi, ma'am. Right. You know, but like, I'm not your sweetie. I don't right. know you. Um, taking a step back and looking at it, I think that was his way of letting her know that he wasn't threatening. He wasn't a force that was coming to, you know, kind of be authoritative in the situation. He really was just saying, hi, let me, let me let you let your guard down. And I'm just going, we're going to have a conversation, mm -hmm. which again, this is, this is a hindsight 2020 mm -hmm. moment. It's like, okay, that's cool. And then I would have been mad because I'd have been like, okay, I was going five miles over the speed limit right. and you put me over for right. that. Right. People are killing people and mm -hmm. you want to pull me over to right. go five after, right. Right. after you were in front of me going faster. Right. So yeah, all of that probably would have made me pretty anxious, which is probably why it didn't happen to me. God was protecting me because I would have got crazy and then, you know, not Sandra Bland. I don't want to be that. So, you know, I think that the way she handled it was great. I would like to think that in that moment I would have had that same kind of temperament, but I can't say that I would have, which is unfortunate for, you know, a number of reasons. Um, but I think that she, she met a, a great officer. Most of them are good officers. Not all of them are bad. Just like not all black people are bad or not all people of color are bad. So I'm happy that she was the right person in that moment. So right. kudos to you. Right. Kudos to you. So, <laughs> Joan, I wish y'all could see Joan's face right now. Joan, Joan, like what What would you have done? What, what would have been your reaction? So if that man would have stopped me, <laughs> I would have rolled down my window, <laughs> blasting. You got the wrong bitch. You got the wrong bitch. You got the wrong bitch. Oh, no. High officer. <laughs> Bye, officer. No. Um, My dad was a hospital police officer. So... I have a certain level of respect for police officers who, you know, I believe are truly here to serve and protect me. But that was in New York. 
that was in Harlem in the Bronx. But I've come to the South and I've been stopped a few times mm-hmm. for reasons similar to this. Mm-hmm. So in the wake of all that's happening, you want to be polite. But like I said, there are days where that's you got true. the wrong bitch. Don't let it be 101 degrees. <laughs> Don't let me. I actually, y'all, I just wrote a poem about this because my dad was saying that he was happy that, you know, he's finally happy that his only child is a daughter. Like, he used to wish and pray that I was, uh, that I would be a boy or that Mm -hmm. he would have a boy. But now he's like, I'm so grateful. 26 years later, I'm grateful Mm -hmm. that you're not a young man because this could be you. And I had to tell him, Daddy, I'm, I'm a little more like Sandra Bland Mm -hmm. than anybody else, you know. Yes, I have my bachelor's degree. Yes, Mm -hmm. I'm in education. Yes, I know my rights. You know, I'm more like her than anybody else that you've seen get murdered Mm -hmm. recently. And you're not worried, but you probably should be. Mm -hmm. Because... Oh, yeah. It's not just men. Right. It's Mm -hmm. women as well. And it's women who are fed up. Because... Who's at the front when you see these protests or when you see anybody really standing up for this cause of criminal justice reform? Women. Women are at the forefront. And um, I I know my rights in this particular situation. Old enough to be y'all's mama, but I'm still looking (laughs) forward to hearing your show. Um, If I was you, I could only pray that in that moment I wouldn't have been frustrated I would have been able to think in my quote-unquote right mind. It's sad that I have to say that's my right mind. Mm-hmm. One of, you know, fear mm-hmm. that you may do something to me um, and that I may be next. Mm-hmm. So um, I think you did the right thing. I think you handled yeah. that the way somebody who's my mama's age may actually handle it. But at 26, I can't promise that I would have handled things the way you did. So... That's that's all I got. Like I said, I would have rolled down my windows. And, no, let Bled. me stop. I would <laughs> blast him. <laughs> you got the wrong bitch, right? Um, I probably would have just asked um, why I was pulled over, and um, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you what would have happened after that. Yeah, that's a tough situation to be in, especially with. This, I'm going to say the state of emergency that we're in right. with the fuse between the black community and police officers. And um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say how we really would have handled it. But right. all I can say is she got in a, a good mm-hmm. situation right. with, with a good officer. Right. And again, I do think that most of them are good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she, I think that was a, that was a positive outcome right. and a positive interaction. Um, even though it was petty. Right. Cause it was petty. It was, um, you know, right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> well, with that said, you know, even though we, we are going through a lot as a nation mm-hmm. and we're dealing with all these things on top of the personal things that we are mm-hmm. going through as black people, you know, we are forced to be human and then still come to work and, function Mm -hmm. so but on you know 
what I've been sharing with people in these moments is that self-care is important. So however you self-care, uh, use those resources. And this is definitely one of my outlets, listening to podcasts, recording podcasts, but also... I am a hopeless romantic, so I like to have conversations about love. I like to watch movies about love. When I'm having, like, the hardest week, I will watch Love Jones or Brown Sugar or Love and Basketball, and I'll never get sick of them because love is a topic I always go to when the weight of the world is, like, right here. Well, I'm so happy, Joan. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that you said (laughs) That you rely on love mm-hmm. because that's what we're gonna be talking about today. We're gonna be talking about love and such. We gonna we gonna no, let that such. breathe. We gonna let that that breathe. Yes. You know, it's mm-hmm. out. And we are gonna talk about love and such. Mm-hmm. You know, and so Joan, you you you're kind of getting into this idea of you know thinking about love mm-hmm. and romance, how that <laughs> makes you feel, right? You know, and so I want to know like. What is your definition of love and Mm -hmm. has that definition changed over time? And just what does that look like for you? So love to me is prioritizing somebody else's happiness. Hmm. Um, When you get to a point in a relationship with someone where you realize there may be days where I'm having a horrible day, but I'm still thinking about how you're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm prioritizing what is going to bring you happiness and joy regardless of what I'm going through. Mm. Um, and having that be returned is is what I've grown to define love as. When I was younger, love was, he's bad, I'm bad. He might write poetry. Lord, if he writes poetry, <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of in love just on GP. Like. <laughs> So, and I've gotten in trouble. I've gotten in trouble because I, I know that my love language, I've learned that my love language is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So don't let me find a brother who knows how to use his words in that way. Oh, yeah, right. right. But, you know, God has blessed me with a spirit of discernment. <laughs> okay, see? In recent years. Mm-hmm. So I've learned that everything that's being said is not really what's meant in that I need mm-hmm. to be able to filter out the BS. Mm. because it's real you know um but yeah so so I'm glad that the definition of love has evolved for me but that's where I am now prioritizing somebody else's happiness with without it being a burden right with with genuinely wanting to make sure that person is good and taken care of and um and it doesn't add an extra weight on you right you know to know that they're okay so it makes you feel like, you know, makes you feel like you want to love this person. Mm-hmm. Like you want to do the extra things. There's this song by Jasmine Sullivan mm. called Excuse Me. Mm. And it is a beautiful oh. song. I think yeah. I've heard it. And so like the lyrics basically say, you know, you got me doing things I wouldn't normally do because I love you. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't even stress it. It ain't no big deal. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, because you make me feel this way, I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. Because when, when we call him daddy, he doing something. There's only one man I was calling daddy before I got before I fell in love. Right. So, uh, yeah. So you definitely book something. Right. Do you hear me? And I mean, I guess for me, like love, like growing up was 
like I used to watch a lot of movies, like mm-hmm. kids movies and stuff. And so it was the princess and the prince, mm-hmm. and it was you know kind of like the hopeless romantic, mm-hmm. and it was love letters, and it was you know just a lot of hyperbole is what mm-hmm. I said. It was a lot of you know just she's smart. <laughs> I am smart. <laughs> That is, that is yes. Um, Honey child. It was, it was, but it was this, um, it was just really just over the top Mm -hmm. kind of love. But I will say that as I've grown to know what love is and having experienced it in different levels, I have that same idea as you. It it makes you want to do these things. It makes you want to. Um, cater to this person without it being a burden mm-hmm. um, and it also understanding that it changes over time even with the same person and you know when you first get in a relationship with somebody and y'all come to this conclusion that y'all are in love mm-hmm. and that feeling you feel in your stomach and those butterflies mm-hmm. they go away at some point and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're not in love. It just means that it's changing your definition and your actions behind it and your, you know, your thoughts towards that person. They change to include a lot of a lot of different ways. And and again, it is about learning that love language. If if you you know, you like positive affirmation, mm-hmm. you know, if I like gifts, you know, mm-hmm. or if you he likes to be Touch, you know. <laughs> okay, but you know, just y'all, y'all had to see how he demonstrated touch. Just listen. All right, whatever's happening in the Allen household, I'm completely here for it. You know, two kids later, I can't really be listening. So I'm just saying, you know. But you know, I I know that love changes, mm-hmm. and and I've said this before. Like we fall in and out of love, mm-hmm. and I think that we have to come to grips with that that's okay. Mm-hmm. I might not be in love with you every single day, but mm-hmm. I do love you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I think that's when like divorce happens. Like mm-hmm. we still love each other. Right. We fight like cats and dogs, but we're not in love with each other mm-hmm. at the same time. Not realizing that it goes in waves and right. cycles and thinking that it's always supposed to be that same feeling that you had when you first got together. I think right. that's a little bit unrealistic. Right. Um, but that's really just how like love has evolved for me. Okay. Knowing that it's 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 ever changing. It is. And and it's a beautiful thing. It is yeah. beautiful. It's really beautiful. And so like when I think about like I mean, I guess in general, thinking about a time when you were in love, like how do you know you're in love? What does that look like for you? Those feelings, those emotions, those yeah. actions, whatever. What does that time look like for you? I think I realized I was in love. I'm thinking about one time um, because I fall in love pretty. <laughs> Pretty easily once I already know the person and trust them and have had a chance to bond with them on a significant level. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I get to that point where I'm like, all right, I already love you as a person, you know, you're you're already somebody I trust as a friend, then I'm ready. My heart is open. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, who is he? Mm-hmm. Who is he? I want, I want I want I want us to want him. I remember the last time I the first well, no, the last time I knew I was in love was when I was able to forgive something that mm. 
I didn't think I would be able to forgive. Mm. Um, I got my feelings hurt. You know, and I, I gotta, my ego, my ego is big, y'all. Like, I'm, I'm relatively humble, but I'm still from New York. And I'm not just from any place in New York. I'm from Harlem. Like, the Harlem ego is, is just ridiculous. I don't know. We call, we say we're from Harlem, USA. We're like, bump the, we're not even actually on paper, a borough. So technically we should be. New York, New York, you know, Harlem is... No, we, we, I'm from a place that calls itself Harlem, USA. <laughs> You're going to know who we are in this world. <laughs> so, I got a big ego, y'all. And um, my ego was bruised. And I said, I still love this person, though. Like, something about this person makes me want to forgive him. And something about the connection we have makes me want to say, you know what? You're better than this. We're better than this. Let's be on the same page about what we need to do to remind ourselves that we're better than this. And just move forward. When I was ready to just move forward after... Getting my ego crushed and getting my feelings hurt, I realized I was in love. Usually, you know, it's just a matter of communicating, putting everything out on the table. And if you could say, at the end of the day, no matter how much my feelings were hurt, or no matter how how bad I, you know, how bad things may have have seemed, if I could forgive somebody for getting my feelings hurt in that way, and I'm, I, I'm you know, trivializing it a little bit, but at the same time, it's that, that's something that lets me know I'm in love, because, you know, when, when I'm not in love, on the flip side, (laughs) it's very clear, because you're not, because, no, because this little, little stuff gets on my nerves, when I'm not in love, it's like, oh, it took him 30 minutes to answer my text, like, what are you doing? I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm like, I'm, I've got things to do. I've got a calendar full of activities. You know what I mean? But I text you. Don't disrespect my time. Don't disrespect my time. So, but I've realized when guys will get cut off easy if I don't love them. If I don't really care about them, it's like, okay, yeah, you did this, boom. There's a block button on my phone. It gets used so frequently. That no, I don't I don't hesitate. So, so yeah, that's how I knew I was in love. <laughs> So, Kim, how did you know that you were in love? What gave it away to you? See, for me, it's, it was like um, there, there were times when I, looking back on it, I thought I was in love. But now, knowing what I know of love now, I wasn't in love. It was just whatever it was at the time. And I think that... Infatuation. Yeah, it was infatuation. Infatuation is real. Infatuation is real. And honestly, I think... I think it, and I think I could have been in love. It was just a matter of at that time period, that was what I had, and that was what I felt. And so I don't want to. I don't think I would negate those feelings and say that I wasn't in love. But it's not like I am in love mm-hmm. now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like for for me, it was like for example with my husband, knowing that I was in love with him was when I knew when I knew that I. I missed him 
when we were friends and just establishing that base first and really creating something outside of a relationship that you can hold on to so that you know when you're not in love you can still have that friendship right. base and so um when we were friends one day he didn't show up to school mm-hmm. and I was kind of like oh man where is he? He's not here. Like, and I wasn't even dating him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it was like, I'm looking like I lost my puppy. Like, <laughs> where, yes. where is he? Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be here right, right now with right. me. But, and that was the moment I think I realized I loved him. But the moment I realized I think I was in love with him probably came some months later after we'd been dating and we shared some experiences together. And I was like, man, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to feel this with anybody else. Like mm, this is that's so profound. You know, like I don't want to feel this with anybody else. It's like, like you. You pour into. I don't care what anybody says. You pour pieces of yourself into every relationship. Right. And when you break up, especially like the longer you you're together, the more pieces you pour right. out. And so when you detach. I'll, I won't say you lose pieces of yourself, but mm-hmm. what you get back is not the same. Mm-hmm. And you don't have that same energy, those same feelings to pour into someone else. That's hard. You don't right. want to feel those things with anybody else. And that connection that we felt, that I felt with him and he felt with me. I, I can't speak for him, but on mm-hmm. my end. You can speak for him. That's <laughs> what happens when you get married, you know. To someone. Right. You know? <laughs> but, you know... It was just this, this this profound feeling of knowing that these things that I'm going through, I want to share them and experience them with him because nobody else would reciprocate this the way I need it to be reciprocated, mm-hmm. just like this in this right. moment. And so for me, you know, that's, that's really when I knew I was in love. And then here we are. Going on 11 years of being together oh, and then goodness. almost six years of marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. That <laughs> makes the hopeless romantic in me very happy. I feel so sad when I hear people say, oh, it's not out there or, you know. Well, it's the... I feel bad. No, I get that. And don't get me wrong. My favorite Maya Angelou quote is, have the courage to keep loving, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's in essence what she's saying. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I've gotten my feelings hurt. Mm -hmm. I've been in situationships where I was just like, oh, no, 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 this is, this is not for me. But even, even if, you know, those 24 hours after or that week after you're feeling like, Oh, love is for, you know, a select group of people. It's not meant for everybody. I'm just going to be single and I'm just going to, you know, blast Beyonce for the rest of my life. That's just, and then, you know, you may have those moments, but that quote really resonated with me. No matter what you're going through, have the courage to keep loving because that's all you really have control over. Oh, yeah. Like, your ability to love other people is all you have control over because you can't control their ability to love mm-hmm. you. And 
that's what definitely keeps me encouraged. So when I hear these stories, I'm always, I'm so happy when I see black couples and then black couples who are in love. Because there are black couples who are struggling and who are faking the funk. And sometimes you got to fake it till you make it back to where you were. And that's fine. But I know black couples who are really happy with each other. Yeah. And who acknowledge that love is hard and that marriage is hard and that relationships are hard. But I love to see other people in love. And for me, it's just, it's encouraging. It's yeah. not, it doesn't make me feel like, oh, well, that can't be me. Listen, I know who I am. <laughs> Listen, I know what I bring to yes. the table. I know, you know. Somebody actually asked me and my husband um, a few months ago. They said... You know, oh, yeah, how long y'all been married? You're like, oh, yeah, at this point, it was, like, not long after five years. Mm-hmm. Five years or whatever. He's like, oh, okay, y'all still in love? And he said it like, we don't do that no more in my household. And I'm thinking, well, you sound like a fool to me. Yeah. Because if, ever, number one, nobody put a gun to your head. This is not right. the, the 40s and 50s. Right. You are not getting shotgun married. Right. You chose this person. Right. This person chose you. If there is ever a point in your marriage where you're like, oh, we just don't do that anymore, whatever Mm -hmm. that is, y'all don't love, y'all don't be in love, whatever that is that y'all don't do anymore, somebody has to take a step back and say, well, you know what? We probably at some point should get back to that. How Mm -hmm. are we going to sustain this long term? And I think that's the part, part that saddens me about relationships that have that are together just for the sake of being together and mm-hmm. not really enjoying the benefits of being married. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got to put in some work. Like, it's not easy. It's not like, we just bought a house. We can't just move in and be like, all right, house, you're going to take care of yourself. Right. We ain't going to wash the dishes. We're not going to sweep the floor. We're not going to cut the grass. We're not going to water the line. We're not going to put no fertilizer out there. We're not going to paint power. You, we ain't going to do nothing. We right. just going to move in, right. pay our mortgage, and right. hope like hell everything work out. Mm-hmm. That's careless. Yeah. And you, it's the same exact thing in a marriage, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to continue to pour into it if you want to get things out of it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's my, I'm, I'm off my soapbox. No, I, I'm with you. So, you know, <laughs> that's definitely... Um, those are all gems that we need to, you know, keep in mind when we're thinking about being in love. And if you're like me and you're just waiting on love, you know, you're not yeah. you're not sitting there, you know, uh, anxious about it. You're not worried about yeah. it. But you're just patiently waiting on love. And it's, it's always good to have um, reminders of what real love looks like oh, yeah. around you um, to, to stay encouraged. So with that said... We are going to keep loving each other. We're going to keep loving the people who are around us. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to make that commitment to, to you know, the people in my life who I love and honor and respect. And I'm going to do that in, the, in these times that we're dealing with now. I think it's very yeah. important that in these next couple of weeks, we keep the conversation going about recent events and about what what love looks like yeah. outside of these relationships we're talking about but you know in the world so um we are planning to do this yes um this this, this greatness um every other week but we want your feedback we want any questions that you have we will be releasing our topics 
every other week and we are going to be asking you if you have any questions related to those topics um but you know this first week we want you to just send us feedback send any questions you have for us that you may want us to answer on the show and you can send that to frozenwoes1 at gmail.com that's froze f-r-o-s and we're spelling out and <laughs> woes for those of you who aren't you know it's w-o-e-s <laughs> one at gmail.com again that's froze and woes one at gmail.com and we're looking forward to hearing from all of our listeners yes we are all of our friends our family our woes our woes we don't want to hear from our woes no, no woes. We're here for my woes. Woes, the happy ones. <laughs> the happy woes and our our new woes. You know, because we we realize that as we put this show out, we're going to be reaching other people who, um, you know, they have similar testimonies. Yes. And uh, we want to make sure we get their voice on here as well. Definitely, we want to hear from you guys. Let us let us in as we let you in. You know, yes. this is a reciprocal relationship. Right. We share. You share. And and on that note, you all have a blessed week. And uh, any any closing thoughts for for the love your neighbor and mm, yourself. Mm, amen. All right, y'all. Y'all take care.